the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything on your financial mind, let me know. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about no problemo. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, holiday season. Black Friday right around the corner. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it's time of investing that you know you can't really get away from um, because we're starting to talk about the how the year went and how the year will go next year. We're talking a little Mark Benioff today. He's talking about some of the former, uh, not former, but some other tech companies um, and how it's the, the nightmare's not going to end. And it's been a bad couple of weeks for Apple. It's been a bad couple of weeks for um, Facebook and uh, for Mark Benioff. He's a born and raised San Francisco guy. He's the Salesforce CEO. Um, he said he and his Silicon Valley peers are responsible for the problems that their companies have created. Um, there was a big, big, big show this weekend on it's called Re-Revolution on MSNBC. Benioff told journalist Kara Swisher he thinks text problems will persist in the new year. See see how the end of the year kind of brings up this, what's going to happen next year? Benioff has been a vocal proponent of other Silicon Valley CEOs, and he's kind of an interesting dude. Um, he doesn't mind being kind of a little bit on the boisterous side and having an opinion. So we'll talk about that kind of theory. David's bridal shower has filed for bankruptcy. It says its stores will stay open and complete orders. A couple years ago, David's Bridal Store was a pretty hot commodity, in large part because weddings were, you know, you're a little girl, it's your day, you're a princess. The Wall Street Journal today is reporting Apple has cut its production orders for all three new iPhones it launched in September. Fang stocks are now showing considerable losses. So the news is not good. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Now, do you buy on the dip or do you say every dog has had its day and put this puppy down? There's a lot of questions that you should have. Not that you do have, but that you should have along those lines. So Thanksgiving week, the trappings abound, right? Um, I didn't eat any meat yesterday. I'm not going to eat any meat today. 
Uh, no alcohol yesterday, no alcohol today. Because I'm trying to do what I can to say, let's prepare for this uh, cavalcade of food. That's a little bit of a negative, right? You can see that I'm cutting back so that I can explode later. Uh, but Apple has a big negative disposition. Their shares are down 2% um, on the fact that all th uh, three iPhones got supply cuts. And remember what Apple said uh, at their recent quarterly earnings report? They said, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about uh, expectations on phones. We're not going to talk about how many phones. And that is why Wall Street went bad on Apple. Now, Facebook has their privacy issues. Uh, Netflix has a very, very high valuation and competition coming from Disney. Amazon, their CEO said over the week, last week, one day we like Rome, we too will fall and go into bankruptcy. And that stops and make you think, like, is that crazy of him to say? It's kind of crazy. Jeff Bezos As is a publicly traded CEO. He's telling the shareholders, get out before it hits zero. Now, you don't know when it's going to hit zero. And you really believe him. Or you say, no, he's just being facetious. So that's out there. The U.S. trade dispute, it's still out there. Vice President Mike Pence made a fiery speech at the APEC summit saying the U.S. has the scope to impose more tariffs on Chinese imports, and the United States isn't going to change its course until China changes its ways, according to Reuters. Now, China has some tools that they can fight back on just beyond you know, tariffs. They can weaken their currency. They can look to other partners. But the United States, we got something that, that everyone wants in the world, a fat consumer who consumes, uh, a consumer who has a job, who likes to shop till they drop, eat till they're they're bloated. So the world wants us. But when your president's kind of um, loud, that can come back and haunt you a little bit. The Brexit issue's still out there. That's still going on. And that tends to get oversold in the United States as far as major influence. I think it's important. I don't think it's, you know, it's going to wreck our markets if... The U.K. leaves the European Union on what terms? But when you add it up with China, when you add it up with Apple, when you add it up in Facebook and regulation potentially around the corner, people start to get worried. And then you worry about one more thing. I know you're saying, Rob, this is Christmas. Please don't make me worry. You start to worry about one more thing. And that's the Federal Reserve and the current path. What are they going to do with interest rates? When are they going to slow down? When are they going to stop and wait? So ahead of the third quarter earnings period, you saw the Fed talk about, you know, growth and, you know, what the concerns are and that are not. So, but the earnings season was up 25.7%, probably one of the best earnings seasons I've ever seen. And again, that was the tax cuts, the corporate tax cuts and the consumer tax cuts goosed that number. Now, retailers are going to be in the spotlight this week with earnings. Then there's going to be the spotlight on uh, Black Friday approaches and what are people buying and what are people not buying. I plan some purchases for the uh, my electronic needs and my uh, uh, purchasing for friends and family needs because I, like I like that discount online. Stock market's going to be closed Thursday and Friday for Thanksgiving at 1 p.m. Eastern time. You play it backwards, and it's like, wait, that's 12, 10 o'clock Pacific? 
That is a short stock market on on Friday. Um, so Thursday closed, Friday half day. So it's going to be dramatic between now and Christmas because this is when the professionals start going, I'm going to go for a month vacation to Vail. I've hit my numbers for the year. I'm out of here. I'll come back and I'll see what things look like in, in, in February and uh, January. So David's bridal chapter, 11 bankruptcy. And again, the, the, the millennials are ruining it. You're ruining it. So you're supposed to go out and spend $30,000 on a wedding. You're not sp- and part of that is an overpriced dress, right? The wedding industry is such a racket. It is such a racket. It's all throw. PG&E falls again after reporting second power line failure and fire. Now, the Butte County fires, the campfire, they're still pulling bodies out. And they're saying some bodies will never be able to be identified because they're literally like puddles. So pretty insane how many people are still missing. And that just tells you you can't invest in PG&E at this point in time. Their shares spiked on Friday, slumped again today after closing a second power line failed. The morning California's deadliest fire began, and a state official criticized the makeup of the company's board. Uh-oh. State, state officials want a scapegoat. So uh, last week, PGD stock went down about 50%, 46%. And today, the stock fell about 8%. It's been a roller coaster of a ride, mostly to the downside. Everyone likes a thrill except for on the stock market, right? So PGD has filed for two incident reports since the fire began. It's seen about half of its market value lost, roughly $12 billion, vanishing in a little more than a week. Their exposure is a little more. It's still coming. It's really, really tough to try to catch a falling knife. No, no, no. It's not tough to catch a falling knife. It's don't catch a falling knife. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I'm Rob Black. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Yeah, trust issues not to mention. They say they can smell your intentions. So, there's a lot of news that can get out into the markets right around this time of year when companies kind of want you not seeing it. Apple's down 2%, leading suppliers in semiconductors the Nasdaq 100 lower. Wall Street Journal reported this morning that the Apple has cut orders on all three phones. Now, we know that we knew this was coming. There was big reports out of it about probably seven to ten business days ago where guidance was being cut. And it's kind of funny. I, this sounds horrible when I say this, but Asian semiconductor makers tell no lies. They'll say things when they report their numbers, like our largest customer, and everyone kind of goes, hmm, I wonder who that is. So you're seeing things like Cirrus and Micron and Western Digital, Seagate. 
Van Gogh, Texas Instruments, Analog Devices, Finisar, Qualcomm, all of them pulling back lower. So the cell phone industry is probably fairly saturated. And what Apple's going to have to do is say, looky, looky over here, not looky, looky over here. Oh, look, there's Elvis. You turn your head and then they suddenly are gone, right? That's kind of going on right now. And uh, you really got to be aware of it and you really got to feel kind of comfortable with it. Because we're all talking about Apple services, Apple services. Well, they could do video. Well, they could do music. Well, they could do backups. They can get you to buy a $1,000 phone, then buy a $200 contract on the fact if you drop that $1,000 phone, that you can get that $1,000 phone replaced. Or they'll do the work for you, hint, hint, wink, wink. So Apple, Apple Care, right? Apple stock dropping on this news. Now, what should you do? $188 a share a couple weeks ago, 235 237 Do I hear 239 It's the iPhone XR, $749. It's an expensive phone. And uh, if I'm a dad of a 10-year-old or 12-year-old kid, I don't want to put a $749 phone in his hands. And that's the inexpensive one, right? I want a $60 phone or a $100 phone. The $999 iPhone XS is absolutely out if my kid ever wanted a phone between 10 and 12. Maybe, maybe at 13, you splurge and say, this is your birthday present. I don't know. Haven't gotten that far yet. But So Apple's kind of pricing some of the kiddies out. Now, keep in mind, when you were a kid, when you were in second and third grade, if you're 40, 45, 35, you probably remember saving soup labels and cereal tops. And your school would get Apple computers because Apple knew if you put the Apple product in front of kids, they'll grow up and maybe use it. So I think that's enough on Apple. They're still going to make their money. They're not going to go to zero yet. But the question is, or the thought is, Apple is part of a, a saturated market, right? And you got to feel that. Stocks weakened today, despite modest rallies earlier in Asia and Europe. So we're looking at the world market, but you know what? We're the tail that wags the dog at this point in time. Investors are discounting Michael Dell's company. This is one that I don't like. Michael Dell, smart guy. I remember in the day and age, this guy started selling computers out of his uh, uh, dorm room. And then he got into catalog ordering. You know, a lot of people wanted to see what they're buying. And he's like, no, this, there's Intel inside. And you know Intel, right? And you know Dell makes good pro- good product. And, you know, mouses you didn't care about. And, oh, it comes with Windows. Don't worry about that. So we kind of felt comfortable with it. And he had this revolution of going to a catalog ordering system. And then he went online. And everyone's like, no one will ever buy a phone, a computer online. So Dell went public. And a lot like Apple, Dell ran into a saturated market. The $2,500 PC, the $2,000 PC, the $1,500 PC, the $1,000 PC. So judging from the current price of the Dell tracking stock for VMware, investors are aggressively assigning negative value to Dell's core business. So Barron's this weekend put together a calculation based on the current price of the Dell tracking stock that basically Dell has $23.9 billion of cash in stock, and they looked at it. And, you know, the transactions would be $120 a share. 
should the company have gone public and then go private when they hit saturation? And they go private. You know, Tesla wants to go private because Elon Musk doesn't want to talk to people anymore. It's a dangerous game of like, you just want to grow a company. You're going to have some good times and bad times, but you just want to grow it. But when you go public, everyone wants it growing every four quarters. So I don't like the Dell story coming back, going public, going private, going public. Um, I don't know if we need a Dell right now, do you? You know, they, they, they attach it with VMware and such, and I don't know. Are there too many tech stocks? <laughs> I, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Do we need another one? So investors aren't thinking much of it. Apple's having a tough day. Facebook, um, Jim Cramer said on CNBC today, Facebook stock would go higher if COO Sheryl Sandberg departed. A couple years ago, you remember when CEO Sheryl Sandberg did the book Lean In? It's all about women, you know, not being passive little wallflowers at work, having a voice, working with each other, networking. That's when Facebook started getting into, into problems. She was a rock star chief operating officer. She let Zuckerberg do what Zuckerberg needed to do. And she she ran the company. But then again, she starts going on a, a book tour. And you're like, wait, 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 aren't you supposed to be at work? Last week, Zuckerberg threw her under the bus. She threw her operations company, uh, communications services, under the bus. So Kramer's saying something. I, I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, and I've done it myself. You know, I said once at one point in time, uh, the moment Scott McNeely leaves Sun Microsystems, I buy the shares. And I was kidding. You know, I wasn't trying to get the guy fired, but now Kramer's trying to get Sheryl Sandberg fired. So Cambridge Analytical scandal broke. There's stories out there that uh, Sheryl Sandberg screamed at some of the employees, including the chief security officer. Um, so she's being blamed, and she's wondered out loud, is this on me? So there's some disarray amongst the executives at Facebook, and Kramer's probably right. The shares would go higher. Goldman Sachs believes the U.S. economy will slow to a crawl next year. Interesting how the stories play out, right? If Zuckerberg were to fire Sheryl Sandberg, there'd be more of a replace her with someone who's more loyal to you or more focused. I don't know. And now Goldman Sachs says the U.S. economy is going to slow to a crawl next year. There's a lot of negatives at the end of 2018. Am I not wrong? Of the Fed's going to kill us. China's never going to trade with us. Europe wants to develop an army without us. And Goldman Sachs says the economy will slow because the, the, we won't be getting the juice. I love juice. Give me some juice. And we're not getting the tax cut juice next year because we already got it this year. It got pushed forward, right? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things. 
Savings, financial, money invested, and more. Apple's kind of run into a buzzsaw called saturation. I know an 80-year-old man who uses the iPhone, and you know he'll get on Facebook, and he'll post ridiculous Facebook things, and he'll send images and retell, resend jokes. He's using a $1,000 phone to resend jokes. Oh, this is a good one. That tells you it's saturated. When an 80-year-old has a $1,000 phone and is sending jokes. It's just like the 80-year-old that I used to know 20 years ago. Would, and it's this powerful consumer. More powerful than we had to get to the moon. Right? Is using it for solitaire. You're like, oh, we've probably sold as many PCs as we're going. Now there's going to be what's called a replacement cycle. No longer growth, replacement, refresh. So that's kind of weighing on, on people out there right now. The replacement cycle. Now, then there's this market where it was closed to the world. There was a, a great wall built to keep us away. They said a couple years ago, we want to go to the Olympics. We want to host the Olympics. We are going to be a world power one day. They were like fifth in the world, then became fourth in the world, then became third in the world, then became second in the world. And what we loved about China was they, if they drink, there was an annual report joke mentioned in Coca-Cola's annual report like maybe 12 years ago. If every person in China had one ounce of Coca-Cola, the stock would double. And like, yeah, so yeah, let's, let's fire up the factories. Because if, you, if you're working at the factories in China making iPhones, if you're crawling through the mines getting you know, precious minerals, you're probably going to make some, some sort of money. And maybe at some point in time, you'll say, I want a pair of Nikes. I want uh, Hershey chocolate. I want an Apple iPhone. I want an ounce of Coca-Cola. So China was this golden market. Now, Trump is doing all he can to get America's brand back. The Born in the USA brand that Ronald Reagan had eight years in the presidency built around. Now, when I was a young boy, when I was a young boy, I won't go into that. I won't break into song. But um, when I was a young boy, our brand was pretty good, right? Now, it's not so much. Not so much. So... I saw that the Kia, I know you're saying Kia, the Kia Stinger was named Car of the Year. Now, if I'm Donald Trump and I want to say things to piss off and inspire America, certain your statements are going to piss off some, and it's going to inspire the others. But the Kia Stinger, Business Insider's Car of the Year, I'm tweeting out, hey, isn't this sad that an American car maker isn't the car of the year? So the Kia Stinger takes home the big trophy for 2018, invested some serious competition for Tesla Model 3, the Lamborghini Hurricane, the Ferrari 812, and the Lincoln Navigator, as well as the Jaguar I-Pace. Now, I don't believe it because I'm going, South Korea can't make cars. A couple of years ago, when Kia was, was first out there, we, you know, you looked at the, the quality and the, the bumpers, you know, your car bumps into another car at five miles an hour, your car bumps into another car at 50 and you need it to protect you. It was made out of styrofoam, it had kind of like a plastic coating on the outside and, and like hardened styrofoam on the inside. Now it's the vehicle of the year coming out of, out of Kia. 
Um, the Kia Stinger is getting great reviews. I won't go into the review. Uh, it's aggressive. It's elegant. It's stylish. It's sleek. It's also cheap. Um, it, it's got some nice lines to it. So $32,000. Uh, you can get the top of the line for 52000 Now, when you the other names, like Tesla, uh-uh. Porsche, uh-uh. Ferrari, uh-uh. You ain't getting anywhere near a car for that price. So the quality coming out of South Korea is pretty astonishing. Astonishing. Google's offering its best deal of the holidays before Black Friday even begins. Google's offering its best deal for the Pixel 3. Buy one Pixel 3 or Pixel 3 XL and get the second one up to 50% off. Now, again, remember how we're talking about $1,000 phones for children, 10 to 12? I want a cheap version. And then you start talking about $1,000 phones for people that we see our grandparents and our in-laws like playing. And you're like, oh, good God, I thought I was cool. I had, I would walk around and say, I'm cool. I've got an Apple product. Look at my earpiece. It's, it's just a little white stub in my ear. It sounds great. You wouldn't believe it. It sounds great. But they're doing the Google Home Hub for $99 and the Google Home Mini for $25. And I, I saw the commercial yesterday for what looks like an alarm clock by your bed. And you're like, okay, Google, what's the weather going to be? I, the Nest, the third generation Nest, $179. It was 249 at one point. Um, I love the Nest, I, but do I want the thing next to my bed? Do I need that much tech? Does it have to really push my TV? Does it have to operate the lights in my house? Or am I just going to literally like sit on a couch until all my bones dissolve and I'm a big puddle of goo and I don't have to do anything? Google will do it all for me. Sounds pretty good to me, Rob. So Google's pretty great. I'm talking great saturation, Google. right? I'm talking saturation. And if Google's doing a buy one, get one half off or buy one, get one free, they're going for market share. And anytime someone goes for market share, you, the consumer, wins in theory, if you really need a $1,000 phone for $500. But you, the consumer, wins. And they, they fight each other and they, they fight the margins out of each other. Now, a lot of people have been saying a lot of things about Amazon moving to New York and Amazon moving to Washington. And Amazon needs to move to New York or they have to have a bigger presence because they're moving into ads business pretty aggressively. So anytime I go on Google now, I see ads or Amazon, I see ads. And I'm, I'm a little turned off. I will be honest with you. I'm a little bit turned off. I'm like, I don't want to see these ads. I just want to use my nice, clean interface. They owe that to me. Right. Not so much. So uh, Amazon moving to New York is about getting close to advertising. Now, they're moving to a part of New York that's already congested and crowded. It makes very little sense. Now, the Washington side, obviously, if you watched uh, Saturday Night Live this week, the guest host, uh, Steve Farrell, he put on a bald cap and he pretended to be Jeff Bezos and he took shots at Trump. Um, and flying drones with Trump-like hair on them. It was a cute little thing. It was a little bit long, um, but it was well done. So Amazon has to become a political company because in the 80s and 90s, Walmart put a lot of mom and pops out of business. They would come in and put up a big store, and that big store would be close to five mom and pops that sold like like the Ace Hardwares. Ace Hardware is not a mom and pop store, but they couldn't compete. So uh, the pet food store, Amazon had 20 brands. The pet food store had 10. 
Amazon had lower prices. The pet food store charged 50% more because they needed to make up the margins of being small. So that's out there, right? So this is all starting to make sense. This is a tough time for tech, in my opinion. I'm not going to say crossroads. They still have big size, big mover advantage. But it's a tough time. Now, it's also a wonderful time because you've probably done well if you've owned those stocks. But in the last couple of weeks, you're starting to see some some of uh, the price go out of it. A long bull market has overpriced a lot of stocks. So the S&P 500 index finished the big week before Thanksgiving, off almost 7% from its record high. 10% of correction, 20% of bear market. So, and yet, at one point two weeks ago, it was like, maybe it's going to make a run back up to its all-time high. TripAdvisor up 26% since September, largely thanks due to earnings. So, there's some stocks to be thankful for. If you've owned TripAdvisor, it's had a good run. Um, a lot of good companies to own. McDonald's has climbed 17%. Hormel Foods, up 16%. And you look at, like, McDonald's and you go, they're such low end. I just had a value meal, or I just had like you could eat for pretty cheap if you call that eating. So they compete with high end restaurants, right? Or the then quick service restaurants. Um, but yet they're still the un, not the undefeated, but they're the reigning big large champion. Um, Red Hat stock had a good year. IBM acquired Red Hot up 45%. L Brands, parent company of Beth Body and Works, Victoria's Secret, Oulala, and La Sanza, caught a recent bright break from a rough, rough year. So, a lot of times you are thankful for a stock that falls. A lot of times you are thankful for a stock that rises. If it falls, it lets you give an opportunity again. So, back to Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Some very widely, over widely held. Everyone knows them, it's not a secret. So the question is, what do you do? And you have to have a plan. And you can look, say, I want to own companies that earn billions. There's a lot of the different angles you can go. So that's out there. So be thankful this year. And Thanksgiving is a pretty cheap holiday, but you can make it expensive quickly. You can get turkey, buck 21 a pound, if you go with like a Safeway frozen turkey. But if you go organic, you're up to 399 a pound. If you go organic and free range, you're up to 499 a pound. And that's a pretty big difference. So the financial toll that we have to also start thinking about um, down the road is California wildfires. California state revenues depend heavily on capital gains taxes, heavily. So when we're sending our firefighters out to you know mop up a burnt down house, it's not good for California. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Take a little bit of a break this week. Take your foot off the gas. Enjoy and slow down over Thanksgiving. I will. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
Black, your friend, your buddy, your pal. Hey, buddy, old pal. Um, I like finding winners amongst losers. I do. There's a little bit of a stock detect thing that goes on here. Um, on a day where the market's not getting treated well, I like to see, hey, is there any bargains out there? Let's go bargain shopping. Is there any growth that the market says there's no growth? Is there any growth happening? And one of the things I'll do is I'll look at the upgrades and downgrades every day. TD Ameritrade was upgraded to a buy from neutral. That doesn't excite me, but I, maybe I'll look into it. And every now and then I'll find a company that I'm like, hey, I've never even heard of them. Let's go spend some time with them. Alaska Air got initiated with an outperformant credit suisse. That's called an initiation uh, or resumption sometimes of technology research. Not technology, um, research of the stock. And when you have a research department and you have brokers, your basically research department says, here's some good stocks to buy, and here's some good stocks not to own, and here's some good stocks that have probably hit their peak. And so here's, like, you get the idea. And the brokers don't have to think. The brokers can go play golf. They can go home to their spouses. They can take their kids to school, as long as the research department's pumping out a list that they can pump and dump. So I do look at the upgrades and downgrades. I don't learn a terrible lot from them. But, for instance, I saw a company called Fox Factory. And I'm like, who's Fox Factory? And Fox Factory will give you, it, it, here's the shock value. They make shocks, right? FOXF, Fox Factory makes suspension products like shocks and high-performance mountain bikes and powered vehicles that give riders a smooth bike, uh, ride over rough terrain. I bought some mountain bikes recently, and, and the shocks were that. You, you buy nitrogen, you put them in the shock, shocks yourself. So you, like, I'm like, whoa. Back in the day that I had a bike, wasn't it like a yellow banana thing that you just had a chain and you had a trick to put the chain back on and it popped off? So this company, Fox Factory, makes shocks for ATVs, mountain motorcycles, snowmobiles, off-road vehicles, trucks, and you know adventure seekers. If you talk to CFP Chad Burton, he is an adventure seeker. You can see the revenues of the company have grown quite nicely. From 2013 at 280 million, next year they pull in 305 million. Then they're up to 400 million and 425 million in revenue, and then they've cracked the 470. Their profit has grown as well. Their operating income has grown as well. Their net income has grown as well. Their cash flow is looking good from 4 million up to 35 million in three years. The net operating cash 30 million, all the way up to 48 million. So I had never heard of the company, and I looked at it, uh, you know, just a whole sheet of upgrades and downgrades. And like Yeti, Yeti's another one I've never. Well, I didn't hear of them until I, I, I found out they make high performance coolers for people who like to have high performance coolers. What's a cooler? You could put your ice in it, and it's still there in a week. That's high performance. So Fox Factory caught my eyes because they make shocks. I'm like, you know, I, I could kind of see this. High end shocks, they're not cheap. Nothing tied towards a bike or a car. Seems cheap these days. But pro athletes use Fox products in elite competitive events. I'm like, that's a good thing. I learned that in the annual report. So if you go to the X Games, you probably know Fox Factory. I don't go to the X Games because I'm just not good at, at, at mountain sports or at uh, winter sports. I'm okay. Um, but America is in love with, you know, um, off-road capable truck categories, on-road suspension. Um, and this company makes products for the professionals and makes products for the co uh, co uh, companies who put together vehicles. They make 
products for you who want to put stuff on aftermarket. So Fox Factory just reported, and in their annual report, they said, 2019 looks pretty good. Now, again, it's not Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, or Google, and maybe that's a good thing because they've got growth and they're under the radar. For someone to find Fox Factory, it takes a little bit of work. The company has been able to do a lot on the premium side of the market, and premium side of the market is like Apple sells a premium phone, and you see what they've done. Now, again, in no way, shape, in my form, you know, these suspenders don't connect to the internet. They don't have a Facebook connection. They're shocks. So is it something that I'm going to buy? No, it's going to be something I look for on pullbacks. I like pullbacks. I cannot lie. I like down markets. There's a guy who came to the seminar last week who's been to eight seminars. Quite honestly, it's one of the rudest things in the world you can do because it's free. And like he always asks for a hot stock. And he goes, hey, you said on the radio that you liked AMD at 13. And then he goes off to 33. Good for you. Tell me the next one to buy. I'm like, dude, that's not how it works. Now, did I sneak in Fox Factory today? Yeah, I did. Is it something you should buy? No, but don't get in people's faces asking for stock picks. We don't know you. And uh, on top of that, that's not what the whole point is. So that's the perfect example of someone who doesn't have a trading strategy and he's looking for others. I say that I start with buy, sell. I say that I do the, read the annual report. There's some deal here. Uh, there's a good deal of work here. General Motors self-driving car unit is planning Seattle expansion. So Tesla won't have that by himself, or Tesla won't have the market all by themselves for the media share, or the car share, or the technology share. And if you bought Tesla because, oh, they got self-driving cars, you got to know the news is out there that others are coming. So Microsoft's pulled back. Microsoft doesn't seem to have done anything bad, anything wrong, other than people say it's a tech stock. Now, again, remember how Apple became this giant trillion-dollar company and the stock is off? Fifteen years ago, Cisco did the same thing. ExxonMobil did the same thing, where they became these big companies. They never became themselves again. Something broke down. Oil went from 150 to 30. What is Apple? It's the saturated phone, Right. Is that the, the switch? Is there enough services there to pick them up? Pick me up before you go, go, because I'd rather not go so low. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Love your family and be cool to each other. Be cool to each other. Be loving on Thanksgiving. Be thankful for what you have. You have something. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Nothing better giving this all to you. And the weather's only adding to the mood. See the winds blowing, fires growing, both of us soaking wet. Let's see. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.